Welcome once again to Won't Stay Dead, the podcast that looks at the murky world of cult and horror films. Uh, this episode is our Halloween special. <laughs> uh, so we're looking at um, Night of the Demons, uh, kind of late late 80s, uh, gory, cartoonish uh, possession film, I guess you would call it. Uh, so we'll introduce the, uh, the panel, um, uh, Mr. Paul Doran. And Mr. David Hanna. Oh. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, rowdy, so... Rowdy bunch of lads. <laughs> what? A rowdy bunch of lads. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we... I suppose we, we could have... We could have... Because this is our Halloween special. Last time we did Halloween, we could have done Halloween 2. But we decided to move away from that and pick another Halloween-themed film. Uh, Night of the Demons is, takes place on Halloween. And there's a few kind of references to American Halloween culture, so yeah, thought it was pretty fitting for the uh, for the holiday. Um, just quickly, I suppose, at the start, what did you guys think of Night of the Demons? Did you enjoy it? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Paul? <laughs> I did enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I've, I've seen it before. Um, but I did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, it was good fun, and uh, yeah, it had yeah. I can't. Yeah. I'll, I'll go into it later. But uh, cool. No, I had a good evening watching it. Nice. Uh, well, sure. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll do the bears. Um, I'm uh, I'm ridiculously hungover. Uh, well, I was this morning anyway. I had a really sore head and just the usual hangover stuff that kind of doesn't go away now that you're kind of thirty and not eighteen anymore. So I'm a bit fuzzy. Um, but yeah, so. I've got some nice beers to kind of see me through it. Um, I've got uh, Admiral's Ale, which is from the St. Austell Brewery in Cornwall. And I picked that because uh, Roger goes to the party dressed as um, a pirate. So Admiral, pirate, blah, blah, blah. Um, I've got Thatcher's Cider, because um, I thought it, the significance of apples at Halloween, apple bobbing and, you know, all that kind of stuff, toffee apples. Um and everyone I'm over in Bristol here everyone drinks Thatcher's it's like Guinness back home it's absolutely everywhere um, and then I've got the, the Dutch lager classic Oranje uh, Boom which means orange tree um, and I picked that because um, pumpkins are orange basically that's, <laughs> that's, that's the link um, the, the the shop near us is kind of like a, an independent newsagent's and obviously in England, news agents sell booze, and they've got this like one pound rack just above the till. So I've been kind of pilfering that and trying to kind of you know tie in my things that way. So that's why they're a bit tenuous. <laughs> Crazy P, what have you got? Uh, mine are actually well, I'm we don't have a, a budget uh, budget news agent rack to choose from, so I, I am on a budget at the minute. So it's basically just stuff <laughs> we had sitting around. Yeah, a, cu- a couple of bottles to pick up today. 
but uh, and uh, I've got some Sierra Nevada as usual because it was there. But it's also filmed in California. Uh, mm. and nice. Sierra Nevada Paleo. Uh, and Sierra Nevada Torpedo XJIPA. Because, um, mm. well, yeah, the same reason. Uh, <laughs> That's good stuff. Also, uh, Czech Pilsner Lager, uh, which was cheap in Marks and Spencer's today. It was about 150 and it's a big bottle. And uh, it uh, has two cats on the label that look like they are, their ears look like horns, look like they're up to no good, look pretty evil, look kind of like witches' cats. Maybe demons, uh, maybe a familiar, which is familiar or something like that. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, and uh, I got gotta reach. I have <laughs> some Lagunitas IPA, uh, which is uh, brewed in California as well. And I just thought, I don't know, I don't know. Just <laughs> but uh, mostly I'll be drinking beer door. The uh, Tesco oh. two point fifty stubbies, Very or, fancy. well, well two point fifty, <laughs> and uh, door. They couldn't get out the door in uh, in, in the film. <laughs> uh, but mostly, mostly it's just it's a really delicious wee lager, and uh, I really like. Yeah. It. So, uh, well, I, I suppose um, the the girl who plays Franny um, is uh, Jill Terashita. I was looking at her uh, up earlier on. She was born in Toronto. And one of Canada's national languages is French. French, true. <laughs> Which true. one's Franny again? Um, she's the uh, Asian girl uh, who has sex in the sex in the, the coffin. coffin. Uh, she's Canadian. She's Canadian, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, okay. Was that racist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> is that you, Crazy P? Yeah. Uh, that is yes. That's my lot. That's cool. Dave, what have you got? Uh, I didn't really get much of a chance to go out, so once again, I raided my fridge. Uh, I got Peroni because uh, mm-hmm. it's similar to Demons, the Lombardo Baba film, and uh, that's, that's Italian. Italian. Yeah, and the I've got Budweiser because it's also bland and American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll do. That's all I have. There's, there's bound to be some Budweiser in the um in the background whenever uh, Angela's shoplifting at the start of the film, isn't there? They drink a lot of Coors. Yeah, it's Coors. Seems it's to be there. Coors. Yeah. yeah. I, I noticed none of us uh, none of us actually went and and got Coors. No, <laughs> I actually no. have a bottle of uh, Ben's Irish Pilsner in the fridge, which I don't really like very much, but I don't like it because it really reminds me of Coors. And uh, I was going to bring it, but I'd bring it up, and I thought I could link that tenuously, but I couldn't even be bothered because I just don't like it. <laughs> cool. Well, nice one. Well, sure, we're, we've got a bit of a weird selection this this uh, this episode, so yeah. I guess we'll... we'll oh, here. But oh. uh, I meant to ask you, Aranjaboom, right, yeah. it, uh, it was... Is it the same beer as Skull? Somebody told me that. Uh, no. Yeah, somebody. I think this is true. So uh, I was at a, a beer tasting, and the guy running the beer tasting um, told me that Aranjaboom uh, was quite popular in Britain for years, and then it was rebranded as Skull. And Skull is the. If I don't know, uh, listeners might know Skull. It's it's like cheap red, white, horrible tin, 
really really horrible shit kind of low alcohol but i think it is brewed by Boom, and i think it's just like a remarketed version of it i think it might have a lower alcohol content though well, right. that, yeah that was the, that was the thing i was going to say is like skulls like 2.5 or something and Boom is yeah. five right okay so so unless unless it's kind of watered down or something before they yeah. before they brew it maybe no that's it's true i just googled it there all right cool <laughs> ah, that's weird isn't it I tried Googling it actually when he told me. This is about two or three years ago when he told me. I tried Googling it then and I couldn't really get anything about it. Hmm. But, uh, well, there you go. That's weird. And apparently hmm. they brought back uh, Aranjaboom because it was seen as quirky. Right. Oh. Oh. Yeah, we, we, we used to drink Aranjaboom in um, Glasgow all the time when I was at uni there. It was like our standard lager because it's sold in Iceland. Eight, eight cans for a fiver. Aranjaboom is nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, remember back then, you used to be able to get eight cans for a fiver. Now you yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I always used to buy <laughs> Milwaukee's best. Yeah, because it was really cheap. Yeah, yeah. Is it still rock. about? Or? Remember Rolling Rock as well? Oh yeah. Yeah, Rolling Rock is classic. I don't yeah. think it's nice. I I actually observed something quite funny in in that Iceland when I was in Glasgow because. Um, uh, there was like a, a, a French guy, I think he was, uh, in front of me, and he was he was trying to buy one one can of Aranjaboom, and uh, he he brought it up to the till, and the girl said, "Oh no, you, like you can't just buy one; you have to buy four. You have to buy a four pack." And he's like, "Okay." So he he lifted a four pack, and then he brought it back and said, "Oh no, but it's uh, buy one get one free." So then <laughs> he went in for one can of beer and ended up oh. with eight. <laughs> just thought, That's Glasgow's uh, Glasgow's alcohol problem summed up. <laughs> Amazing. So, let's get stuck in DRW beer, sure, and uh, we'll be back after this. Blessed be the sinners, for the Day of Atonement is at hand. Open the door, Raj. We don't want you. We want the bitch. You know we never heard a nice little boy like you. Go to hell, you dirty bastard. Well, not tonight, my boy. Oh, no, not tonight. Rest assured, we've got something wonderful planned for you. So much pain, so much sorrow. They won't go to hell tonight because... because it's Halloween, right? That's why they won't go to hell tonight. Because it's the one night of the year they don't have to. Didn't she say that tonight's the one night of the year when all things are clean and free to roam among us? Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Stop looking at me! Stop looking at me! Happy Halloween, dear. <laughs> I was thinking of something a bit more in tune with the holiday. Like what? Bobbing for apples with razor blades in them? <laughs> no. I was thinking more along the lines of a seance. A seance? Isn't that a little chancy? I mean, this is Halloween. The night when all the creepy things are supposed to stalk the earth. I mean, there's no telling what we'll dredge up, especially in this old place. I just want to look good for the boys. You did remember 
invite some cute boys to the party, I hope. Oh, of course I did. And we're gonna scare the shit out of them. <laughs> do you guys have sour balls? Why, sure we do. Too bad. I bet you don't get many blowjobs. Cool, yeah, so uh, Night of the Demons, 1988. Um, the director, I have to look him up because we don't really know. He hasn't really done much else, I don't think. Um, Kevin Kevin Tenney. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually looking up his thing on um, IMDb, and he's kind of mostly done um, horror films. Uh, and one of them was like called like Pinocchio's Revenge. Uh, <laughs> about like a, a possessed Pinocchio doll. And he's done, like I think his first film was, was Witchboard, which is like a... It was like a Ouija board possession yeah. type film. Okay. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what the, what those f- films are like. I, I didn't get a chance to, to to watch any of the any of his other films, but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen. Actually, no. Looking at the covers of uh, the Witchboard Two, uh, the Return, which is obviously uh, the sequel to Witchboard. Um, I've definitely seen it. I remember renting it when I remember lo- looking at the cover when I was a kid all the time in Extra Vision. I think it looked amazing. Uh, it's like a Ouija board grabbing a girl in a bra or something. Can you remember uh, much of it? What's that? Can you remember much of it? I don't remember anything about it, but uh, I knew when I saw, saw the name Witchboard, I remembered it rang a bell. Like, but yeah. now that I see the cover, I know I rented that when I was about twelve, and uh, yeah. I must have thought much of it. Like. Which which board the return? Yeah, so he did that as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, so Night, Night of the Demons. Um, I suppose it's it's mostly um, the, the the most notable thing about it. I suppose is that it's it's kind of stars uh, Linnea Quigley, who's a bit of a scream queen kind of horror legend. Obviously, we talked about her in the first episode because she was trash in Return of the Living Dead. Uh, she was in a video nasty called um, Don't Go Near the Park. Um, she was in Silent Night, Deadly Night, I think it was, um, as the girl who gets um, impaled on the antler horns, coming from the the mounted deer head in her in her uh, room. Uh, what else was Linnea Quigley in? Um, oh yeah, I, I I watched a film today because uh, in uh, FOP in Bristol they have um, they had a good uh, Halloween sale, and they're doing lots of like the Arrow and Idiot films and Shameless collection for quite cheap. So um, I picked up a film that she did. She was in in 1980, yeah, 1988. So it must have been around about the same time as that she did this. Um, called uh, Sorority B- Sorority Babes at the Slime Bowlerama. <laughs> I think I saw <laughs> that <laughs> listed. What is that about? Um, basically, um, these two girls are have just got into uni and they're doing like a um, sorority initiation, and then there's these. Uh, three nerds who who somehow find out that they're doing the initiation and they go around to kind of peek through the window because they realize that there'll probably be some nudity involved um one of the one of the nerds actually interestingly is the guy who plays stooge in night of the, night of the demons okay. so that's right. a good, good connection but basically what happens is uh, they get caught and then uh, as a result the kind of sorority leader says to the two girls your final initiation is you have to break into this bowling alley and um, the, these three boys have to go have to go with you now, basically. So the five of them go off um, to the um, to the bowling alley, and they have to steal a trophy. 
And when they're stealing the trophy, they drop it on the ground and it breaks open and this like imp comes out. Um, he's like a um, you know like a genie in a bottle type thing, and he basically grants them wishes, um, and the wishes you know turn out to be uh, bollocks. But then he kind of turns two of them into like kind of possessed kind of demony type people, and basically Linnea Quigley and one of the nerd, um, they kind of emerge as the main protagonists, and they essentially have to try and not get killed and put the demon back into its box. Um, and it also stars that guy, I think his name is just George Buck Flower. Remember, he's the he's the kind of, he's the tramp in They Live, who then joins the aliens and becomes oh, yeah. rich, remember? And he kind of oh, guides yeah. Roddy yeah. Piper and Keith David, is it? Uh, around, yeah. So, yeah, some, some yeah. interesting cameos. Cool. Um, but yeah, I, I literally bought that film because... Uh, <laughs> Because Linnea Quigley was in it, yeah. 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 Actually, I was just looking it up there, um, and it uh, it looks like my kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite good. Um, yeah, it's kind of just kind of one of those. It, it's almost a bit. It's, it, it it kind of it's a bit like Porky's at the start because it's just like three, these three guys like kind of trying to peek into the you know the, yeah. the girls as they're as they're showering and stuff, and then when they get to the bowling alley, it just turns into kind of like a. You know, people being chased by demons type thing, which I suppose is, <laughs> is basically what Night of the Demons ends up um, yeah. being. But it, w- one of the things I was thinking about Night of the Demons was that, like, it, as you said, D, it it is a bit like demons, isn't it? Like the the uh, the Italian film I, in in terms of the um the actual demons, like uh, the the demon that Angela becomes. Yeah, like, she does kind is... of resemble the the Lombardo Baba. Yeah, demons. the the makeup's really similar, actually. The is it. Uh, Steve Johnson or something you call the the effects guy? Uh, yes. Or... And he ended up marrying Linnea Quigley, apparently? Yeah, apparently. Well, according to IMDb, when he was uh, doing the scene for the lipstick, going into the nipple. Yeah. Supposedly, they, he asked her out then or something. Yeah, because she was... <laughs> yeah, because she, she'd, she'd come into the effects department previously, obviously, to get her, her left boob. Um, you know, molded so they could create the prosthetic one, um, and then apparently, yeah, then they later got married. Um, but I always kind of thought it was weird that no one at any point tried to, you know, retitle Night of the Demons as Demons Three. Um, Did they kind do of that, that much in the states? Um, or is that more of a European thing? I think it's probably more of an Italian thing, yeah. It kind of happened in um, in Italy because of the way the rights system worked. You, like you could actually, you, it was legal to do that in Italy. You, you you could you could just call your film whatever three, you know, you just just. And that's obviously why kind of Filchi did that with um, what we know as Zombie Flesh Eaters. He called Zom- Zombie Two because Zom- Dawn of the Dead was called Zombie in in Italy, and he was kind of legally legally entitled to do that. So yeah, I mean, I, I think um. Uh, Luigi Cozzi, <clears throat> yeah, I think he called contamination like aliens too, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was something. There was something like that. Troll two was the same as well. Like, uh... Yeah, Bruno Mattei. Yeah, Troll two. That's right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, well, well, so D, why, why didn't you like Night of the Demons? Oh, I just, I honestly thought it was really slow paced uh, for the most part. Um, it was fun in parts, but. Uh, I found it a bit of a mission to keep my attention uh, sort of <laughs> on the screen all the time. I said, you know, I could have got, I, I did get up a few times and pause it just to like go make myself a cup of tea and stuff. I was yeah. just, um, 
very slow in parts and not much was happening a lot. Um, like it does take a while for it to kick off, doesn't it? And it's also yeah. an hour and a half long, which is maybe a bit too much for that film. <laughs> yeah, eighty nine minutes or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really find it quite. I didn't really find it slow paced at all because I. Th- I kind of thought everyone, everything moved quite quickly because there isn't that that really that much hanging around because in the kind of in the, like lots of slasher films or like that you know like it's kind of like an hour of just teenagers being annoying teenagers and then like the last half hours whenever they all get killed and some slasher films are just like oh my god this is taking forever but i kind of thought none of the demons moved fairly quickly what did, what, what did you think paul about the about the pacing yeah the <clears throat> i know what you mean the, i i think it did take it was a slow burn but i was sort of distracted through I started distracted from the, the sort of slow pace by the fact that everybody is is so comically obnoxious that it made it. Uh, I don't know. It just kept me. Uh, I mean, every, everyone is a massive asshole. There's there's not yeah. there's not one decent character. Maybe Roger is probably a nice guy. Yeah. And uh, but that's it. Everybody else is uh, what a, terrible. Even, what about uh, you? Judy, the the, Judy. the final girl. Judy's kind of a dick. <laughs> she's, Do you think so? Yeah, I think she's pretty. Uh, I don't Is know. That because she doesn't put out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor bitch. Uh, no, I, I think she's. Uh, seems like well, I mean, she does try to help the old guy at the beginning, which is kind of nice, but she also, I don't know, seems a bit like up herself, like, um, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit unfair on her. Uh, I think uh, it's, but everybody does seem to be pretty much a total dick. Definitely. Is there any significance to her? I I know they comment on it once to make a cheesy line, but her wearing the Alice in Wonderland uh, costume is that supposed to have significance? I think maybe. I I wondered about that myself, and I think probably it's just like it's meant to be a, a. a kind of send up of like Alice in Wonderland, like a magical. She's like stuck in a magical realm or something, stuck in a Wonderland, but it's unless it's all meant to be a dream or some shit like that. But I don't think so. Yeah, and then uh, Franny's uh, Peter Pan, and that that's kind of you know the whole magical world yeah. thing. I mean, I, I suppose it could be that it could be. Um, uh, what's the word? On purpose, basically, yeah, because because she she kind of does, doesn't she? Kind of she kind of goes into this weird never world so yeah so maybe maybe there is something to it yeah. um, Though, there's also uh, like like whenever whenever Sal gets um whenever he gets killed and then you see his grave his second name is Romero oh yeah so I was wondering is there like a is that a connection as well um yeah interesting Though maybe seemed, like, trying to give it like a parallel meaning is giving it too much credit like it's <laughs> I think it might be uh, because Unless they've done something really subtle, which I don't think this film—I don't think this film really has any subtlety about it at all. Um, no. I think uh, I think there are a few moments in it though that that make it pretty appealing, like make it pretty compelling. The yeah. one is the the sort of the Bauhaus song with um, the uh, the weird demonic dance in the background. Um, yeah. That's that that was weirdly effective. Normally I, that kind of I, stuff really bores yeah. me, but I actually thought I, I think. 
I think it's the Bahoy song, Did It All. You know? I, I think I did actually quite like that part. Um, with the um, whenever Angela's doing her dance in front of the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really good as well. And, and like when I was watching it, I was kind of thinking the the actress who played Angela, she, she must, I think she's something Kincaid, Amanda Kincaid or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking she she must be um like she must be kind of trained in in the dance because she does in dancing or something because she does kind of move her body quite effectively, quite quite professionally. I kind of thought she's almost a bit like yeah. um like a like a ballerina or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh... Um. I think though the maybe probably the most effective part of that is the song and the the weird like uh, chant that you sort of goes over. It sounds like if you played it backwards, it would have like a bit like satanic prayer or something. I will the 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 chants just um, in nomine patriae filiae spiritus sancti, isn't it? Is it? Oh right, okay. Yeah. The name of the Father, chants. the Son, the Holy Ghost. Uh, like okay. a, a, a counterpoint chant as well going on. I think there are two chants oh, over overlapping or something. Cool. But uh, I, I couldn't really make one. It sort of freaked me out a bit, though, <laughs> actually. Yeah. It was, I, I, so I think I was maybe starting to lose interest, and I was starting to, like, sort of... I was still watching, but I was sort of, like, drifting off a little bit, and then that happened. I was like, shit. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> was it fucking creepy, like, that's, uh, that worked pretty well. I and thought... I think that's when it won me back around. Uh, the the music and the, the film in general actually kind of encapsulated the politics of the 80s for me, in a way. In terms which uh what was happening with like Tipper Gore and stuff and all that and Yeah. Like the music in particular, like I think it was supposed to, it was all like uh was well, the soundtrack itself mostly had like uh it was hair metal type stuff, you would call it maybe. And then yeah. all the stickers they had on the ghetto blaster were like hardcore bands. With, yeah. And then I suppose the film itself was quite gory. Um lots and lots of uh horrible effects and things like that but that's the whole thing with the 80s was there's lots of uh, issues around those things but it, it just seemed to be like a very boiled down version of all the controversy in the 80s yeah what do you mean that there were there were issues around, around all those things oh with like the Tipper Gore and the, the conservatism in American politics at the time like that's uh, she was the one she was part of the parents group that brought in those parental advisory stickers on albums yeah. and things like that. Ah, uh, okay. And the same was going on with horror films as well. Like, were they making people more violent? You know, even Roger Ebert said stuff like that about horror films. Yeah, that's right. Because I mean, it was it was obviously it was happening back in the UK as well. Because the, yeah. the video recordings act had just come in and. Um, the Jamie Bulger thing had happened or was about to happen? No, that happened later. in the 90s. Yeah, it was in yeah. 1992. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. But like, I, I, I kind of thought that, yeah, well, like, I I really did did like the music. The the the, the tune I loved was, um, it's called Computer Date. It's the one they're all dancing to, <laughs> you know, just, just before the music gets cut off. And there's a really yeah. cool oh, guitar yeah. solo. Yeah. Um, I thought that's a, that's a class song, actually. It's really, really cool. It's really catchy. Um, and it's quite yeah. punky as it well. That, that's all. All the music, except for the Bauhaus track, is um, it's the same. It's like the original music for the film, I think. Uh, yeah. There's there's only, there's like one guy and he uses the same session. Uh, just from watching you know old-fashioned way watching to the end they sort of looking out for all the bands and it's just like one band and then and then bought us that's right yeah so like it's not as if you know 
they were an established band and they used their music in the soundtrack is like he recorded all those songs those kind of punky songs yeah. and wrote all the lyrics just just for the film just for them to have so. music to dance to yeah the, the music was really good yeah. So, yeah even like even incidental music was, was good but i i i also did did kind of like the the look of the film i think it's it's quite comic book quite comic booky quite cartoonish and especially because it's the same with hell night um a sla- this kind of slasher film starring um linda blair um, you know, from The Exorcist, yeah. um, classic slasher film called Hell Night, and um, they basically in that film, it's another kind of it's a sorority initiation where they have to stay overnight in a haunted house, uh, but they're all in they're all in period fancy dress, right. so they're kind of being chased around this haunted haunted house by by the killer, and they're all in like period fancy dress, so it's like it's like an episode of Scooby Doo or something like that. It's really <laughs> cool, and I kind of thought that that was the same with this. I think the, the fact that they were dressed up was like. Um, you know Peter Pan and a doctor and Alice in Wonderland. I kind of thought that lent lent a nice kind of color to it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think yeah. the the intro itself kind of set it up to be like that. You know the the introductory credits. Cause the in, the the the, uh, the um, title sequence is brilliant. Yeah, I, it's really. I, good. I really liked it. That's it, just, all the cool kind of cartoon ghosts and stuff coming. Yeah. It's really. It's really Halloweeny. It's really good. It's got a really good um, opening intro song as well. Uh, yeah. It reminded me actually weirdly of uh, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids." <laughs> do, do you remember the intro title for that at all? I think so. I don't think no, I've seen that film it. since it came out. Yeah. Uh, you, you should watch just the intro title itself. It's <laughs> it's really good. Class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you know, so. So there are elements of it that I think do work. I mean, I I, I didn't really have a problem with the pacing, um, the, the the way you guys seem to. I I kind of it kind of kept my attention the whole way through. Uh, I watched it again today, and that was the third time I'd watched it because I watched it age, ages ago for the first time. Um, I know I I kind of enjoyed it. Like I've yeah, every time I've watched it, I've I've kind of got something from it, and I think uh, it kind of. Doesn't it start in the? Uh, how does it start? No, oh, it starts with them driving past the old man, and then yeah, it yeah. cuts to the the shop where they're shoplifting, and then we get all the characters. Like Jay picks up um, Judy in the day, and then they get to the house, and then and the classic uh, like the old legends, you know, that he has to have to kind of establish, you know, you know this place is yeah. haunted by the way because of some weird <laughs> thing. That, um, that was that was done like a. Uh, like a really bad like educational video the, the oh my god tell me more yeah <laughs> yeah there, there's a bit where um someone says oh yeah wasn't everyone murdered or something it's, yeah they sure were and then he just like, yeah. tells them the whole thing it's like this is just like actually do you want to listen to that that, that clip yeah, I've sure. got a clip yeah. of that this place was once a funeral parlor wasn't it yeah biggest one in four counties a funeral parlor way out here Sure, it's nice and cozy, right next to the old cemetery. And rumor has it, old man Hull really loved his clientele. I mean, in the carnal sense. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I once saw a portrait of Mrs. Hull. I've heard stories about this place ever since I was a kid. The Hull family met a pretty gruesome end, didn't they? They sure did. As a matter of fact, it was on Halloween night. One of them went crazy and slaughtered the entire family, then committed suicide. They could never figure out who did it. Too much blood and guts <laughs> I can't believe we're gonna party here <sighs> neither can I
Um, so yeah, so you, so you've got that um, that kind of exposition there, and it's it's so so obviously put in. But but there are kind of other problems with the dialogue that I thought, um, just the the really horrendous labored puns. Yeah. Just everyone's like got a, yeah. a sarcastic pun, yeah. and it just it goes on and on and on like that. And it's just like if you were at that that party, you'd just be sitting there going, oh my god, these people are so fucking annoying, especially Stooge. <laughs> Just oh, like, God, just yeah. can we just all be serious for a minute and just listen to each other and not just completely ridicule everything everyone says? And Stooge is is sort of I don't know. Yeah, he's like borderline sort of sex offender. Like, yeah, he's, he's not a good guy. He's he's almost sort of like a, a hero to begin with, or not a hero, but um, he shouldn't be. <laughs> He's a terrible person. <laughs> Definitely, um, especially at the start in the car whenever they're they're driving, and he's like, "Shut up and drive, bitch!" Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, that's so fucking offensive. Like, yeah. But then um, Hel- Helen's got a great uh, retort. I think it's one of the best lines in the film. It's something like, um, "Stooge, were, were you were you born an asshole, or did you become one of your own free will?" <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered why they were hanging about with him. I just yeah, made yeah. No sense. Especially, somebody actually, I was I was looking at a few message boards, and somebody actually asked that exact question, like, "Why the fuck would those guys hang out with Stooge? He's such a dick." <laughs> yeah, they don't have anything in common with him. But no, and it, because it, he actually says that about them, I don't know. I don't know why I'm even hanging around with you guys. And you think, well, <laughs> no, it's the other way around. Why are we yeah. hanging out with you? You're an obnoxious twat. Um, um what about? Uh, I mean, it's it's topped and tailed with uh, an old man, a grumpy old man. Who yeah. is tormented by the kids, and then he says something along the lines of, uh, "I've got something really serious in store for you tonight," or something, which gave me the impression then that um, when I was watching it, that it would turn out that he was like Mister Hull from the mortuary, and he had somehow escaped and made a new life for himself. And he, but uh, that uh, uh, that didn't really ever seem to go anywhere. That uh, that idea, because then at the end we see him. Uh, have breakfast with his wife and his wife feeds him razor blades and yes so that is basically um what what he's got planned for them is that he's put apples in the razor blades or he's put razor blades in the apples um because i I was reading it online about this online and i think it was actually just an imdb imdb message board and it became apparent that that was like an urban myth that must have existed in america that you know oh don't don't take apples from people because they put, you know, you know that those urban myths, you know, about yeah. someone eating something and there being something horrible in it. So yeah, um, apparently that was a thing that. Yeah, I kids, actually kids, kids obviously used to say to each other that people put out razor blades in the apples. I yeah. wonder. I think there there was like a big. I remember seeing some some newspaper article about it that um, so like there was an actual panic about it amongst parents that uh, this was a thing and this was uh, something to stop your kids from trick or treating. A reason to stop to get from trick or treating, but I uh, I wondered then when I watched it was maybe that film possibly the cause of it or did the uh, urban legend predate the film? I don't know. No idea. Um, but, but yeah, because uh, whenever Angela says, um, uh, you know, at time for some party games, I was thinking something to in tune with the holidays, and then Sal says. What what is it going to be? Bobbing for apples with razor blades in them. So there's a yeah. kind of, there's like a wee reference there. But uh, the, the the thing that people were kind of discussing on IMDb and I was going to ask you guys is, um, does the does the old lady at the end put the razor blades in the apples on t- intentionally, or does she not realise? That seems like it. Like yeah. the way she acts whenever his throat like explodes. Yeah. It's 
she just comes over and kisses the back of his head. I mean, uh, arguably, even if she didn't see it, uh, she'd, she'd surely still be concerned that her husband's just collapsed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I agree completely, but there seemed to be a bit of a debate on IMDb, and I was kind of thinking, nah, it's blatant. It's blatant that she's done that yeah. uh, on purpose. Um, it, it was... It, it was quite a cool gory effect as well. Yeah, no, it was yeah. well done. I think pretty much all the effects were pretty well done, actually. But that that guy yeah. has... Uh, he's got a pretty good record, actually. Um, I yeah, I was looking at it as well. Yeah, he's got done a few Carpenter things, hasn't he? And He did The Fog. Yeah, and Big Trouble in Little China. And yeah. he also did Ghostbusters. I think he came up cool. with Slimer. This is great. Right. Yeah. That's pretty funky. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, because I mean, obviously, uh, I think the guy who did the demons um, makeup was uh, Sergio Stivaletta, you know, in the bat in the Baba film. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of when I was checking it, I was almost expecting maybe to see his name, you know, maybe they'd got him in, and that's why it looks so similar. But no, it's a different guy. But you, you you can't help but think that he must have been he must have been influenced by it, mustn't he? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But uh, speaking of the old man, uh, whenever the film starts. Did you guys see a wee bit of a nod to Halloween? Uh, go. Uh, I think it's just because, and I don't know if all suburban American uh, neighbourhoods look the same, but you could see, you know, those uh, hedges Yeah. That, that line up along gardens. I know there's one in Halloween that um, uh, you see. Oh, fuck, I've forgotten his name. What do you call the Halloween Michael bag? Myers. Hmm? Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. It's the one that Michael Myers hides behind. Yeah, I know what you mean, actually, yeah. And I think it's just because of the first person thing uh, as well. I just thought it was a little nod, not like... uh... Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, Halloween was filmed in California as well, so I suppose it's kind of... Yeah. It could just be a coincidence, because that's what Californian suburbs look like, maybe. Uh, Shots are kind of similar as well, though. I mean, there are, like, their kids... You do see, like, kids sort of running along the sort of peripheries of the screen and stuff you know in costume and stuff yeah, yeah. it's it's not that you mentioned it's kind of similar although i think that is also kind of similar to uh maybe in st louis have you ever seen say maybe in st louis no no it's musical. um but uh it's it's like set in four seasons and one of the seasons halloween and it actually the street could be the exact same street as uh, both night of the demons and halloween like they do. Mm. um also the 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 bits where the 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 evil spirit comes alive and um, is kind of zooming up the kind of the POV shots zooming through the corridors so that was really like Evil Dead yeah yeah when was Evil Dead released um eighty like early eighties I think like eighty two eighty three or something eighty two maybe I think like um, watching the whole film I kept. I don't think it was really fair how I, uh, I kept comparing it to other films like I, I couldn't help but compare it to Return of the Living Dead I think it was going for the same sort of vibe yeah I think it probably was because all the, all the different characters and they're all kind of they're all kind of those kind of um, over over the top characters just like the, the uh, punks in, uh, in Return of the Living Dead yeah, yeah, yeah and even the music and everything you know like uh, Return of the Living Dead had very it had a really good soundtrack actually and yeah. I think this was going for a similar sort of aiming at a particular market yeah, yeah I guess it probably was yeah I mean I think Return of the Living Dead was 85 maybe 
So yeah, yeah three years, three years after. Yeah, and um, also, I think there's a lot of there were a lot of sort of demon movies, as you said, demons. But there's there's Ghoulies as well, which was uh, I actually always thought it was a, year, a rip off of demons, but actually is uh, was a year before demons. Yeah. It was nineteen four, ah. and um, uh, there's another one I thought of as well. Um, but uh, yeah, there are a lot of sort of possession movies that uh, <coughs> obviously have become a bit of a trend, um, which is strange. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was what it was about the sort of climate then. But possession movies and demons, we sort of yeah. Think. Interestingly, though, like Night of the Demons is kind of set up almost like a slasher film, really, isn't it? Because you've got all the different characters. Yeah. Um, and then they all go to uh, a strange location, and then, you know, in a different, if they're making a different film, then they would all start wandering off and going to the toilet and getting picked off, and then they'd have the final girl. Um, it doesn't really happen like that because, some, you know, because some of them get possessed and things like that. But it does have a final girl, and um, yeah, so it, it kind of, it's almost, yeah, like I mean, as you, as you said, it, it's kind of picking up lots of different styles and lots of different influences and it's kind of it's almost it is almost like a cross between um between a kind of demons like a possession film and a, and a slasher film I, but I, um i definitely saw it as more of a like a parody film i don't know if that was its intention Be, like, like a oh, sorry. like a parody of what like like demons even like a, like just you know the the Baba film it was almost trying to parody something like that um, sort of like I know Return of the Living Dead is supposed to be its own offshoot but in a way it is a parody of zomb- uh, zombie films yeah because of all the references to um, Night of the Living Dead yeah and I thought this was trying to do the same thing but maybe not achieving it as well yeah potentially um did you ever see Night of Night of the Demon, the nineteen fifty seven film? No, no, no. It's good. It's, it's like a, it's a, yeah, it's a really scary film. That uh, then they are. I was trying to get a, a picture here of the demon itself. Um, you know, it's all unspoken. A little. Um, it's all about yeah. It's a sort of psychological and uh, sort of su- suspicious supernatural thing sort of happening off camera you never really see the demon but then the studio obviously made the, the demon into the end and uh, it looked ridiculous and in, in my memory when I was watching it the demon in this looked a bit like you know the the, the disembodied demon we see in Night of the Demon yeah, like the weird yeah. kind of dog yeah. skeleton thing yeah I thought it was quite similar to the demon from Night of the Demon but I just looked it up and it's actually totally different but uh, the, the demon Night of the Demon famously wounded because it looked so shit I so, I uh... I, I do actually know the film film you're talking about. I've just never seen it, so like I I, I do know what the what the demon looks like. Um, because like the the BFI kind of I think might have might have might have kind of done a a release of Night of the Demons. You know, it's yeah. kind of considered yeah. kind of considered a, a brilliant film now. Um, yeah, I suppose yeah. if, if the if the BFI released it, it, does that mean it was a British film? Was it a British film? Do you know? I don't think so. No, I think the BFI released loads of I've been loads of French films with the BFI. Yeah, true. Uh, I think true. Just, just whatever they, you know, tip their hat yeah. to, really. Um, but in, in in terms of it of it being a slasher film, um, or it being kind of a bit like a slasher film, the, the, there is, there is one interesting thing that that they do, and it's that Roger's obviously the only black character, yeah. and he's <laughs> and, and he survives, and in 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 slasher films and in horror films in general, it's it is often the case. I mean, you know. 
it is often the case that the, that the black character is probably you know the first to die or or at least likely to to survive. Um, yeah. You know, as as kind of you know racist as that basically is, um, that that is the case. So whenever he and Helen kind of go off, um, just because I. Just, just because, just through watching so many kind of slashers, when the, the black guy never survives, I was you know, just kind of expecting him, yeah. Roger, to die at some point. There but then he kind of he he actually survives. He makes it through. Yeah, there's a real inherent racism. Sorry, I just uh, before we go back to that. Uh, sorry, Night of the Demon is British. Uh, I uh, I up there. It is. I, I actually remember everybody having American accents in it when I watched it, but I watched it years ago. So, uh, but anyway, so uh, <laughs> you wouldn't really look too much into this film in terms of being like a beacon of social equality especially the way yeah. women are portrayed in it like it's it's ridiculous it's one of the most misogynistic things i've seen in a long time yeah it's it really bad in that sense yeah. like it was like yeah the 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 intro of linea quigley's character actually is just it's farcical <laughs> you <Yeah>. see her arse <laughs> yeah but it but yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see why you, why you're saying that because it's kind of the, the two guys are leering at her, and obviously the the kind of male teenage audience at who at, at whom it's directed, um, are obviously in, invited to engage and, and you know um, leer at uh, Linnea Quigley's lovely uh, bum, but <laughs> but um, but she's kind of but but like she's doing it on purpose because she knows that that men are just that that those characters are um are so stupid that they'll just sit and look at her bum for ages while her friend can kind of pilfer all the stuff for the party and then she kind of uh delivers that line um do you guys have sour balls uh too bad but you don't get many blue jobs and then they go out so well i can kind of see why why you're saying it's sexist it it is ultimately they use hypothetic and and sex sexist men are in order to get free booze and free food for the party. So, uh, but I, I think, think that's contextual using... within the film. To be honest, I, yeah. that's like that sort of argument of uh, stripping and parting women and things like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I think the film's using her as a sort of an object of sexuality. Uh, but I, yeah. I can see what you mean within the context of the film. But yeah, and I think that. maybe it's using that. It, it is using the film is using her as an object, and it's using the knowledge that men are sort of idiots for that kind of thing to excuse itself. But it's mm. it's not particularly excusable. Maybe. There is also the the interesting relationship between Jay and uh, Judy because Jay turns out to be a bit of a creep. Yeah. Um, and um, kind of, you know, expects her to, uh, as you said, deep uh, put out. And when she doesn't, then he basically says, "I will fuck you." Then, and then ends up trying to or ends up having sex with um, Linnea Quigley's character, Su- Susie. Um, so you know, so maybe that's an, maybe that's another argument against. I mean, I'm just playing kind of playing devil's advocate here, but because um, I, I do essentially agree with you. But um, uh, yeah, so you know, it's the the guy who is kind of pushing the woman hard to let him to have sex with him is depicted as a dick is he's depicted as a bad character he's not depicted as you know like she's not depicted as a as a frigid prude she's depicted as a strong person who's saying no i don't want to have sex with you and then um he's kind of depicted as a dick and then also at the end um roger actually is a bit pathetic isn't he he just kind of cars in the corner and, and judy kind of has the idea of 
lighting the gas to to kill the demons and you know she she kind of she basically rescues him um, yeah the, the thing about that is though that uh that's the way it it seems to be the entire way through it it, it seems to be that uh judy's the real hero here roger's really pathetic uh she's a strong woman but in the end it's roger who then has to pull her to he, he to try to get up the wall roger gets over the wall and then is about to abandon her but then decides to go back for her you know and it's uh, in the end he becomes the hero and he's yeah. the one who saves her and it's like building up to her being the heroine or you know her being a strong character and then she has to be saved in the end mm. which i think sort of just builds it up to like will he become a man will he become a man will he become a man he's become a man so now the woman doesn't have to be kind of that kind of thing uh, I, I don't know but no very yeah interesting but uh, also uh, the thing that that scene is how does he get back up under the wall <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah because it's really fucking high <laughs> There was uh, a mistake before that as well. Uh, the bit you're talking about, Ian, um, where she gets that pipe and yeah. sets them on fire. Um, Do you notice that they close the door to the burner again? Yeah. Um, like yeah. as they're leaving. But how when there's a big pipe sticking out of it? Yeah, yeah, true. Good point. It's like you wouldn't be able to close it. Oh just... yeah. Oh yeah. It's just a silly mistake, like. But... No, yeah, yeah. I mean. There was another one, and this is like the this is on the Goofs page of IMDb where um, Franny and her boyfriend. I'm gonna to have to look up my notes because I can't remember what he's called. Uh, but you, 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 yeah, like you know the guy. I mean, the, the guy who's dressed as a in Scrubs. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, they when, when, whenever they get killed, they're naked. But whenever they uh, appear as de- as the demons at the end, they're fully clothed. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> why, why would the why would the naked demons? put back on their fancy dress costumes yeah he's a bit of a dick as well actually uh, well they all are uh, whenever uh what it what do you call them pods or what's he called dodge who uh stooge 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 um whenever they're uh, they've broken down and they're like waiting for help and those guys pull up in the car and said do you want a hand and he starts like <laughs> clapping or whatever uh yeah they just come across as arseholes, but then, like, later in the house, he, he seems a bit more reasonable. Yeah. yeah. I know, I mean, like, 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 because Judy kind of says to Jay, do you think we should have, do you not think we should have helped them? And then Jay says, oh, for Christ's sake, Judy, it's only a spare tire. I'm sure Stooge can manage that. Do you think that they're right? Do you think they should just say, oh, well, it's only a spare tire. Don't worry about it. Or, or do you think they should have... No, they were dicks. They were total dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because, like, people. Because like for all they knew, like they didn't have a spare tire or they didn't have a jack or something, you know, and they yeah, couldn't change. They, you know, yeah. they just yeah. basically leave them there, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is like his name Billy? Um, potentially. Who have we got? Okay, <laughs> Stu, Helen, Roger. Is he? Is he Roger? No, 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 no. Roger is the the guy who survives at the end. Jay. Yeah. I think it's, I think it says a lot that we can't even remember the characters' names. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the real sort of New Jersey guy? Sal. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I I, I kind of thought that he would maybe um, emerge as the uh, the hero at the end. Yeah, I think yeah. going that way. Definitely. Yeah. Especially because it was a... kind of implied. Well, not implied, but it was basically we found out that Judy and Sal had had a had had a previous 
encounter, you know, they'd, they'd been mm-hmm. on a date together. So I kind of thought that um, that <laughs> that they might have emerged as the as the as the final two. Um, just when we're talking about um, whether or not we liked the film, I did actually find, manage to find some quite funny uh, reviews that were that were written at the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was the Washington Post, and one of them was the New York Times. I think. I think I might have read the Post one. Um, Cover. Both both of them were were pretty damning. Um, so the Washington Post. This was by uh, Richard Harrington, published on the eighth of November, nineteen eighty eight. Uh, Demon sounds like it was recorded in a bathroom and plays like it was conceived in a vacuum. There's no telling what will dredge up, especially in this old place, says one never to get beyond teenage teen. And he could just as well be speaking for the scriptwriter Joe Augustine and director Kevin Tenney. Well, he's made a mistake there because it's actually a female character that says that. Uh, the plot brings a bunch of kids to a desert- deserted Hull House for a Halloween party. They include squeaky clean Angela and preppy Jay Greaseball Sal. I wouldn't describe Angela as squeaky clean. No. No. Gothic Angela and her ditzy friend Suzanne. Oh, that's a, that's a typo. You must have meant Helen. Uh, Black Preacher's son Roger, Fat Boy Stooge, Shy Helen, and sexually provocative Max and Franny. You don't have to be a detective to guess which two will survive, and you don't have to be a callow person to feel none of the others will be missed one bit. Um, you do have to be a detective to to guess which two will survive will survive because it's actually unusual that the, that yeah. the black survives. So that's bollocks. I think uh, that, the, yeah, it's your, like what you were saying, Ian. I think that you think that Sal is going to be one of the survivors. Just like I didn't yeah. particularly enjoy the film, but I still thought that he would be the final yeah. guy. So I think that's bollocks. Um, yeah. The ads say Jason and Freddy are too scared to come, though Freddy sent some of his one-liners and Jason some of his gore-mongering techniques. There are two or three decent effects, but they pass quickly. Tenny, whose deb- debut was the disastrous witchboard, does little with so little, and Augustine writes the film's epitaph at the first sign of demonic infestation when he has a character say, we all expect experience the noise, the stink, and the chill. Well, the stink at least. I sort of disagree with that review, but I actually quite like it. The review. <laughs> I could say... <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, you got some good jingers in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the this is Karen James, uh, November twenty fourth. I think I think this is the New York Times. Uh, the cleverest thing about Night of the Demons is his advertising campaign. Angela is having a party. The ads read: Jason and Freddie are too scared to come. Well, that's partly true. The plot involves a Halloween party at a d- demonically possessed former funeral home. But my guess is that even the mass murdering heroes of the Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street series would rather stay home and watch their hair than go to this film. The cleverest thing about Night of the Demons is his advertising campaign. Oh, no, sorry, that's the same same paragraph twice. Uh, the ten people gathered at the house are supposed to be high school students. None of them look like they've seen high school in years, though they may have graduated from bad acting school together. You'd think that demonic possession could only help until it actually happens. Faces turn into rubbery-looking masks that bring to mind cut-rate costume shops. Angela dances and pulls her dress over her head. Her friend Suzanne seems to think that she has wandered into a porno film. Night of the Demons is stupid, it is sexist, at 89 minutes it feels unforgivably long, and it's just and it's just the most obvious mark of the film's total ineptitude that a story clearly marked for Halloween is arriving in time for Thanksgiving, but at least it gives you something extra to be thankful for, not seeing this piece of trash, you might as well be grateful for small favours. I've read that review actually, what, yeah. what was that, New York Times? I think so. Um... So yeah, slagging off the um, the effects, saying like rubbery looking masks. I, I disagree with that. I think the effects are brilliant. Yeah, they're uh, pretty good. Yeah, I would disagree with that too. I thought there were actually like as many criticisms as I would have of the film. I I disagree with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it, it didn't get very 
very good reviews, I guess. But, I mean, like, a, a lot of the points I can kind of agree with, but, but sometimes whenever you read these bad reviews, and it was the same with them, the, the two guys, um, Roger Ebert and... Who was his mate? Uh, I can't remember now. Uh, Siskel. Uber. Yeah, Siskel. Yeah. Um... Sometimes like whenever they're kind of slagging off horror films, like slagging off Friday the Thirteenth, my, my reaction is just like, like, what is your problem? Are you just completely and utterly joyless? Like, do you not? Can you not see that like not every film has to be, you know, fucking Ingmar Bergman? You know, it's like, <laughs> can you not just enjoy this kind of cheesy popcorn horror film for what it is? It's supposed to be a kids' film. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be cartoonish. Okay, there's there's problems with it. But to just give it a completely damning and the zero value to this, you just think you are just a joyless fucking wanker. <laughs> Have you seen? There's um, there's a few clips on YouTube now of those two sort of behind the scenes, like when they're trying to give their final wrap up, and the one of them can't get his like lines right, and they mm. they slag the absolute shit out of each other, and like not even like they're having fun. They they properly hate each <laughs> other. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 worth watching actually. It's on YouTube, but like, like one of them calls the other one fat and stuff, and the, the other one calls the other guy stupid and an idiot and like retarded and everything. But like, <laughs> really? Anger, like you know, it's. So did they not like? Did, like, did they not like each other? Do you think? Uh, apparently they they didn't. Uh, they, apparently they sort of grew uh, a respect for each other, but they never liked each other. Right. Which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> That is weird because I mean, like they're like they're those they're like the the type of people that you um you you would always mention both of them when you're talking about them because they obviously worked together for like decades yeah. and became household names. It was we we weird to spend your professional life with someone that you didn't actually like. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Like, but but it is worth checking out. Um, it's, yeah. it's on YouTube anyway. Yeah. But talking of yeah. those, sorry, two reviews. Um, I, uh, I think the reason I didn't enjoy it as much is because, I, as I said before, I'm, I'm, I can't help but compare it to, well, Return of the Living Dead because it is similar in theme, at least with what it's trying to achieve, and also Demons. Uh, it just smacked of a bit of, it's trying to take advantage of that film. If you understand what I mean, just yeah. because it is similar in theme, but like Demons is a great film. Like it's, uh, it's it's an example of how a film like that should be done, and I just don't think uh, Night of the Demons really went anywhere with it. Mm. You know, it's sort of it traversed all the ground, but never really delivered anything. You know, yeah. Well, at least for me, it it wasn't it wasn't funny. Apart from certain wee bits and pieces, but overall it was a bit more annoying, uh, at least compared <laughs> to Return of the Living Dead, anyway. It did try to yeah. be a lot funnier than it actually was. So. Yeah. I, is this... Uh, maybe this is unfair, actually. I, I, I couldn't help but compare it to things like... Is it like epic movie and things like that? Like these days? Yeah, yeah. But, Do you think uh, so? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's like, a bit unfair, but like, movies, like, but, uh, like, like scary movie. Yeah, yeah. 
Because yeah. I, I absolutely fucking hate <laughs> those films, those scary high. movie films. Yeah. They are so unfunny. It's not we, as we, bad we, as them, like, but I think maybe it was a, a sort of similar, uh, like the eighties version of that. But it's yeah. I would rather watch that than scary movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things, like, because we watched um, uh, one of the my family and I watched one of the scary movies was like scary movie five or something like that. And uh, I was just, when I was sitting watching it, I was just so bored. Um, I was noticing that every single joke that's made is either um, sexual or racial. Like, pretty much every single point of humor in those films is either a joke about wanking or spunk or sex, or a joke about this is what black people do, this is what Mexicans do, this is what Italians do. Just every single fucking joke. It's just so tedious to watch those films. I absolutely hate them. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I mean, it, it, they just they take all the they sort of just take all the white noise from around like the sort of contemporary culture, like instantaneously contemporary culture, and just throw it back at you in through like a, a filter of a shit movie. And there's yeah. no point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's why why do that? Like I I hear enough of that shit. Like why why give me more exactly. of that shit? People, yeah. people like what's familiar, you know. Yeah, yeah. but I, th- I think in, in in terms of the humor um, of Night of the Demons, it, it is probably closer to Return of the Living Dead, as you said, um, D, because it's not necessarily trying to be um, like a straight up kind of horror comedy, mm. but at the same time, it's not really taking itself seriously, is it? No, like it, it's not actually it's not trying to be like a serious, really scary horror film. It's kind of you know, like uh, something like um, Paranormal Activity that's just played completely straight. It's, this yeah. is like there, there are bits of fun, bits of kind of colour, but you know, kind of funny jokes. Um, yeah. Was it a bit was, confused was... in that sense, do you think? Like what it, it didn't really know what it wanted to be, whether it wanted to be serious or have the um, comedy well, aspect? I, I think yeah. it was bang. I think I think it was bang on. I, I thought the tone and the humour were, 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 were kind of perfectly executed. I thought... Um, it it didn't try to be too funny. It didn't try and be too scary. I kind of thought it it worked really. I mean, I I think by the sounds of things in general, I I think I enjoyed the film film more than you guys. <laughs> I, I no, think... I, I I'm I'm with you in I I generally did enjoy uh, the humor. Maybe not so much, but yeah, just uh, well, yeah, no, the humor was part of it. You know, it's yeah. I sort of thought of it as a good, entertaining kind of mindless horror movie. You know, there's <laughs> If I wanted to think about any sort of like any of the sort of the connotations of the story or you know the sort of the, the depth of demonology or anything, I wouldn't I wouldn't bother with like. But I, I don't. Yeah. It's not something. But something with a fucking rad '80s soundtrack, a load of fucking yeah. synths, a bit of bit of metal with some hard like hardcore punk imagery, and that's yeah. I'm drinking, that's it. You can hear the yeah. background. <laughs> yeah, Django. In terms um, of the humor, I don't. I don't think I really got it for the most part. Um, and as an example, there was the bit. It's close to the start. Uh, is it Judy? You call the character. The yeah. main girl. Yeah. Yeah, the main girl. Um, whenever she's getting changed and they're deliberately showing her arse and everything. Um, there's a bit where her uh, brother or her little brother is like hiding in her like uh, closet. Yeah. 
It's, it's just really, really buzz- bizarre. I just wasn't sure. Is that supposed to be funny when he comments on her breasts and things like that? It's... Yeah, what's he saying? Wow, sis, you got some yeah, big like, bazongas or something. Something like that. Yeah. That's and, just and, weird. And, and then, and, and then like, whenever Jay arrives at the house, uh, he makes a comment. He says, oh, yeah, like, are, are you going out with her because of that? Because of her personality or because she has huge chachas? Yeah. And you're thinking, mate, that's your fucking sister. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are why are you why are you so obsessed with the size of your of your sister's breasts? You fucking weirdo. <laughs> Maybe it's some Freudian thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's... Yeah. It's actually a good time a good time to talk about uh, that that whole scene in in uh, Judy's house um, because uh, her 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 brother's a wee wanker and and he yeah. he actually carries on the uh, tradition that's in the film of everyone being a sarky asshole. Yeah. Also, that could be another echo following. I thought uh, her getting changed and him sort of her little brother sort of coming into the room or being in the room. Yeah. Watching her, you know. That's... I mean, because like, I remember like when I was growing up and we all, you know, my brothers and sisters, we all lived in the same house, obviously. Um, like, I would actually go out of my way to, to not see my relatives of my family naked. You know, so yeah. if I knew if I knew they were getting changed, I would knock the door and make sure that they weren't going to be naked because who wants to see their brother or sister naked? So the the fact that he's hiding in the in the closet when he knows that she's getting changed and then comments on her breasts, you're just like, yeah. what is your problem? <laughs> There's a that that reminds me of a Richard Herring anecdote. Uh, it was like because he had an older sister, um, and apparently he when he he was quite young. He found uh, it was his older sister's best friend. Uh, was actually called Barbie. Um, he found her very attractive when he was young because I think he was just coming into puberty. So he got you know those compasses that you use for drawing uh, like circles and stuff. He got yeah. one of those, and their bedrooms were next to each other. So he like slowly carved a hole in his sister's wall from <laughs> his Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. And he, he covered it up with a poster as well. Um, but yeah, uh, it was so he could see, you know, this girl Barbie whenever they were staying over. And then uh, I think obviously it dawned on him that oh he'll see his sister as well. And he realized that he was making a big mistake. <laughs> but there was nothing he could do, like because he, you know, he pretty much dug this big hole in the wall. So he just covered it up with the uh, I think it was like a footballer's poster, and just hoped that no one would ever see it. But then it sort of the thought came into his mind that if his parents ever see this, they'll think that he's been trying to spy on his sister. Yeah. <laughs> so what did he do in the end? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think he said it's 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 still there to this day. It's in his <laughs> own parents' house. <laughs> um, yeah. So so her little brother is is as we said really really annoying. Um and. Uh, He's just like just a sarky wee dick. But the the, the other the other thing about that um that scene is whenever um Judy's mum has baked something, baked some kind of cookies or buns, and she offers them to Jay, and Jay thinks doesn't take them because we're because basically they, they look like dog turds. Mm. Yeah, you remember like that's that's obviously supposed to be the joke. That's why he's gonna say no, no, I'm washing my weight. I don't want to eat them. But when yeah. I was watching that, I was just thinking, well, who gives a fuck if they look like dog turds? Dog turds. You know that they're not dog turds. Yeah. Yeah. Like obviously they're not dog turds. So who cares if they look like dog turds? Just eat them. 
it's probably nice. It's probably chocolate. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I better not eat that because it looks like dog turds. Who gives a fuck? Um, did any of you guys uh, venture into watching the, the the sequels or the remake? No. No. The sequels on Netflix, though. Sorry. Uh, the the sequel is on Netflix. If anybody yeah. has it, though. Oh, is, is it there... cool? Yeah, I I watched the sequel. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah, I liked it. Is um, it better? there's a bit of a sorry. Better, worse. There is a bit of a debate um, online about which of the films is better. Um, it uh, st- it also it stars the uh, the the girl who plays Angela, so Angela's in it. She she's that character, <clears throat> and basically, um, it's set in a convent or no, yeah, like a like a Catholic orphan orphanage, um, because Angela's little sister, whenever Night of the Demons is over, and then basically. All obviously, you know the way it's reported. You know everyone in the in the outside world finds out that basically these kids went to a Halloween house and were all murdered. Um, and so Angela's parents, I think, they they maybe killed themselves or else they basically run away or something like that. And then they and then her so Angela's little sister ends up in an, in an orphanage and she's all shy. Um, and then uh. Basically, um, some of the cool kids. There's a Halloween dance that's been organised by one of the nuns. Um, so it's you know it's lame basically to use their terminology. So some of the cool kids decide, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll we'll go and party in Hull House because that place is really cool. So they go off to party. Um, one one of them uh, finds uh, Linnea Quigley's uh, lipstick and oddly uses it. Okay. <laughs> if you're in a house where loads of people were murdered years ago and you just find some <laughs> lipstick actually putting it on your lips unbelievable and that that obviously then um uh starts the whole uh demon possession thing again um meanwhile back at the the orphanage um the the nun um finds out that um this has happened so she and some of the other kids go to basically go back to the house to basically um uh, kill the demons and save people um, and so, so the nun emerges as this kind of cool warrior. You know, she's got a ruler, and um, they can kind of use um, uh, Christian Christian imagery, you know, Christian symbolism to defeat the demons. And interestingly, <clears throat> one of the things that they do is they fill water balloons and super soakers with uh, holy water, um, right. like they like they do in Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the Night of the Demons Two might have been before Dusk Till Dawn. So I'm wondering, oh, yeah. is is that where Quentin Tarantino? Got the idea, yeah. um, but I think it was I think it was early nineties. Um, it look it looks it looks better quality. It's probably faster paced, um, and yeah, I, I think that there is the potential to kind of say that it is um, that it that it is the better film. It's quite good, but <clears throat> it's, it's 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 the same thing. It's it's quite funny, and then there's there's a lot a lot of um, uh, young attractive women getting naked. So it's just it's the same formula, really. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, apparently the, the the remake's supposed to be terrible. Yeah, I've heard it's terrible. It's, it's got um, I've forgotten his name, but is it the guy from or the kid from Terminator Two? Oh, okay. John Connor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is it something Furlong? Maybe. Yeah, Joseph Furlong. Is that? Is I, it I I wanted to say Ed, Edward Furlong. Edward I think Furlong. it might be Edward. 
Yeah. So, so he's in it. <laughs> just double check that on. I think he's in it anyway. I'm just gonna check IMDb here. Yeah, cool. Yeah, before long. Um. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I would actually recommend watching Night of the Demons too. It is. It, it is actually kind of cool. He's also in Arachnoquake. Have you seen Arachnoquake? <laughs> no. I have. What? It's pretty shit. What? I don't. What is that even about? That's. Uh, I can't. I, I don't even remember if I saw it all, but there's a massive earthquake and uh, all these big fire-breathing spiders come out of the earth and like <laughs> uh, t- tear shit up. Like. Uh, but it's, uh, it sounds like a um, uh, yeah, it's kind of demons as well. It sounds it sounds like a sci-fi channel film. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. is it? <laughs> I, well, I'm pretty sure I've, I've seen it on the sci-fi channel or. Probably maybe the horror channel. I think I'm pretty sure it's sci-fi channel. Sure, yeah. no cool. Um, gonna... And then I think there was a third one, but I didn't actually get around to watching that. Um, I think there is, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I was kind of impressed that they, you know, when when they made Night of the Demons two, they did actually kind of make it a like a continuous story, and they got the same actor to play Angela. You know, I kind of thought, you know, I think she a... might be in the third one as well. Actually, yeah, I have a feeling she might be. Well, it it pulled in like quite a lot of money, didn't it, when it was originally released? The the, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, IMDb uh, data. I've got it somewhere. Um, oh, I think this is Wikipedia actually. Um, it was produced for one point two million dollars, and it earned. Uh, 3.19 million I think in the first year or something like that Um, but then kind of subsequently didn't really oh yeah so um, oh no well one of the things they say in Wikipedia is uh, had the film opened nationwide with the numbers it earned in in Detroit it was projected to have earned 13 million dollars domestically in its opening weekend which would have ranked it amongst the top grossing horror films of its decade but obviously it didn't Um, but yeah apparently it was only it was shot in a month which is okay. pretty good going. Well, kind of shows it. So. <clears throat> I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the other bits of trivia on IMDb is uh, Linnea Quigley had to come in and practice eye gouging. Yeah, um, I read that. And it was one of those sentences you think had to come in, right? Come in where? That's just that's just a bit weird. But also yeah. practice eye gouging. I mean, what's what's there to what practice? What is there to it? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. What, what is there to practice? You just write, right, well, here, here's the fake face. Gouge out its eyes with your thumbs. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of one of the, the bad puns. The, the call him the blind date. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't yeah. the blind date. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that scene is really weird. And there's like loads of really weird things that, that Linnea Quigley's character does. And the, the first, well, well, one of them is... Um, Whenever she's having sex with Jay, and she says, "Stop looking at me," mm. and then she goes absolutely mental and says, "Stop looking at me," and then gouges out his eyes. Like, why? Why doesn't she want him to look at him? It's because yeah. of her makeup, is it? Yeah, she keeps saying, "I guess my makeup okay," but yeah. I just think it's a really weird thing. It is. I mean, basically, right. So, this is what I wasn't sure about. The premise of this is that there's one demon inhabiting all these bodies. Is that it? It seems to be that weird goat skeleton demon, or is that meant to be Satan? Maybe I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, as far as I can see, because it 
it it possesses L- L- Susie, and then Susie kisses Angela. Yeah. And Angela kisses Stooge. So, it, but it has all these weird hang-ups about, <laughs> about its looks and stuff. What's that? Uh, I thought that was her. Because at the start of the film, when we're introduced to her character, she's constantly fixing her, ma- uh, fixing her makeup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your woman okay. makes yeah. points on hurry up, and she's still fixing her makeup or whatever. Um, yeah. So I thought it was supposed to be like uh, she's quite uh, self-conscious of her looks, and that comes out as part of the personality and demon form yeah, okay. or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. But, I yeah. just want to look good for the boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that line. I think I think uh, Linnea quickly kind of um, plays the character quite well. Like she kind of um, bring brings her own wee thing to it. I think you know the way she, she kind of goes. You did remember to bring some cute boys to the party. I hope. <laughs> I love the way I love the way she does it. She's kind of like um, you know, like moaning like a wee child kind of thing. I, that's like, yeah. That's, that's kind of why I, why I like her and um, a lot. I mean, that's why I bought the um, slime Bullorama film I was talking about because I, I I am a bit of a Linnea Quigley fan. I think it's just because she does always bring stuff to to the role, like like she does in Return of the Living Dead, like trash when when she's yeah. given that speech about <laughs> you know have you ever fantasized about oh, um, being killed? <laughs> just like the way she says it, she's like, do you ever fantasize about being killed? <laughs> I just want a bunch of old men. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's cool. Um, she, I think she's a vegan as well. She is, yeah. It's on her Wikipedia page anyway. Um, cool. Which, but uh, unfortunately, she's a member of PETA. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're weird, aren't they, PETA? Yeah, they're they're horrible people. Yeah. Um, and the the other weird thing that Linnea Quigley's character does is um, the bit where she puts the lipstick in her boob. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's strange. Why? That is a weird <laughs> scene. Like, <laughs> that, like, that I don't know. That that does give a sort of weird, effective, non non gory shock. Like, it, uh, yeah. I, I think that that adds that that's just really creepy. You know, that that just adds something really strange to it all. Like. Yeah, it begins. It begins to become a kind of weird surrealist thing. There, the way she acts and the way uh, Angela dances and stuff, it sort of takes something more from like a, I don't know, like a Boonwell movie, not a Boonwell movie, but a Dali movie or something. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of almost like something you might well, see in an art uh, in an art in an art house film. Yeah, yeah. you know. It's um, supposed to like symbolize her and her makeup being inseparable or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, but then obviously in in that uh, Night of the Demons two, there's a bit of a plot uh, thing there because the one of the characters finds her her uh, lipstick on a shelf, but she couldn't have found her lipstick on her shelf because she put it into her boob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Well, uh, um, like actually, um, now that you say that. Whenever they all sort of evaporate at the end, you know, where you see the, the, the green, like, smoke come up from the wall. Yeah. Are they all dead then? Or they, have they... Was that... Don't know. Intimated in any way? Or? Yeah. Yeah, they're like... They're sort I, of I, zombies beforehand. Because they, they do uh, die, and then the the demons sort of um, infest, and, or, yeah, possessing their dead bodies rather than their living bodies. 
Yeah. Exactly, yeah, because they because they kind of have their their injuries, like the injuries that mm-hmm. that, that that caused them to die. Yeah. Maybe that's closer to mm-hmm. a vampire than anything. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, the 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 bit where she puts the lipstick into her boob. Um, you, you were saying because you pee, it, it it's shocking, and it, it's shocking because um, it's not like um she like the her fake boob is is obvious it's it's a really really lifelike prosthetic isn't it yeah it is yeah. when i was watching it back today this is going to sound pervy but when i was watching it back today i was like i was i was paying really close attention to that scene and and comparing <laughs> comparing her two boobs and it's like it, it 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 it's perfect like the 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 prosthetic boob is completely on unnoticeable like you, like you it just looks exactly like her other her other breast it it doesn't it doesn't look like a fake a fake breast at all. Uh, it's really, really well done. Yeah. I wasn't particularly swayed by them. I, I thought it was like quite shiny or something. It was it, it looked plasticky to me. I I could definitely tell. Oh. But, could you, Chrissy P? Uh no, no, I couldn't actually because I uh, I obviously didn't think it was gonna go that way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought she was going to do something, but I thought uh, uh, whatever it is she's going to do, it's going to cut away, and then it's going to cut back to like a prosthetic, and she's going to cut it off or something. But yeah, um, which is what made it so strange. I mean, it's a pretty strange thing to do. Obviously, it's a pretty strange thing to do, but even like in terms of cinema, it's a pretty strange thing to do. Yeah. So it's just so bizarre. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I imagine writing that, and like imagine re- reading the screenplay, and it was like Susie. Susie draws a spiral around her left breast and then pushes pushes the lipstick into her nipple and it disappears yeah. into her breast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine like in a Hollywood studio somewhere, some guy's hat popping off and he's going, "Hot damn!" <laughs> I did. Um, I actually quite liked uh, her. Uh, not not just her general <clears throat> character, but the way they drew all the makeup on her face. It sort of mm-hmm. gave her an almost like clown quality. Uh, yeah, like she was a bit of an imp, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I thought that yeah. was good. Yeah, I mean that, that's yeah. As I as I kind of said, I think she always brings something quite quite unique to the to the rules because a, a lot of the rules are, are are quite forgettable. I mean, even Angela isn't that great. I mean, probably probably the two kind of most interesting characters are Stooge and Susie. You know, mm-hmm. I think, and um, the rest of them are just a bit generic, really, aren't they? They're just kind of yeah. like slasher fodder, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose Sal's kind of memorable to the group. Oh yeah, of guys. course. Because he's he's a bit of an arsehole, like, and but then he he has the potential to become the hero at one stage, and then has this really anticlimactic death. And yeah, just, just disappears. He's like he sort of reminds me of Chachi, but like a really you know Chachi from Happy Days, but like a really fucking like a really street Chachi Chachi. Which one was Chachi? Chachi was Fonz's wee cousin. Yeah. Like streetwise wee cousin, but he wasn't like obviously he was streetwise in the terms of Happy Days streetwise, but <laughs> Sal's streetwise as in like you know he's part of a gang or something. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, because he's got that kind of um, like new is it like a New Jersey accent? Would you say or like a New York accent? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. He's like the it's bully, a... kind of he steals. Steals the wee kid's mask at the start of the film. Yeah. It, is, it is set in California, though, isn't it? Um, I don't think we're we're told, really, where it's yeah. set. Yeah. Um, mm. It doesn't look very New York. 
or New Jersey-ish, but I, I don't know what I know. Mm. Yeah. I suppose it's just supposed to be vaguely suburban, isn't it? And then Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The sins of the past, uh, I don't know, founding fathers comes back to haunt them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah, because there is a bit of a... There's a story. Actually, I've got a clip. We we can listen to our, our second clip. It's um, basically your man talking about ex- explaining the kind of uh, uh, Native American story. So we'll listen to that. Cool. Yeah, but even before the first white settlers colonized this area, this strip of land already had a bad rep. Sure, Max. Mm. For centuries, the ancient Indian tribes that used to live around this area would never set foot on this side of the Underground Creek. Even back then, they said the land was unclean. Right, Max. And I suppose the ghost of an ancient Indian told you that. No. Mrs. Porter down at the library gave me a book that one of the earlier settlers wrote. I mean, you cannot believe all the cool shit they used to go down here. Yeah, especially since they didn't have any indoor plumbing, right? <laughs> no, really. A young brave got lost and settled here with his family by mistake. Anyway, they found him three weeks later sitting under a teepee he made out of his squaw's intestines and chewing on the leg of his papoose. Oh, gross! I've never heard so many disgusting stories in all my life. Um, yeah, so uh, we got that kind of clip there of the, uh, the kind of Native American story, um, which brings us on to the whole thing about, uh, basically, so the, the, the demons can't pass beyond the the wall because of the the running water that's yeah. a weird thing like if you is, is that is that a thing that's i, I think that of... is a thing yeah uh, i'm pretty sure i've i've heard that because for yeah witches demons stuff yeah and um, apparently can't pass running water for some reason what maybe is... it's uh I, I don't i don't know what what to where it comes from maybe might be yeah. maybe like a native american thing or something i don't know Hmm. Uh, maybe actually, yeah. Is there a thing like a barrier in in demons? Like, sorry, is is there like some sort of barrier in that film uh, in Baba's demons? Uh, do you mean that the demons can't pass beyond? Yeah. Uh, no, not as far as I know, because yeah. I think whenever they, whenever they manage to get out of the cinema, um, the demons have basically taken over, managed to take over the entire world <laughs> within that's that. Right, yeah, that's... that that short space of time. Um, maybe I, that's the one thing about this film. It, I really wanted to watch Demons after watching it. So I was just, it's the only thing yeah. that's going through my head. It's like I really want to see that film again. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, like you were kind of saying that, like, um, Demons is a brilliant film because you were kind of contrasting it with Night of the Night, <laughs> Night of the Demons. But in, de- Demons has problems as well. I think. I mean, I think there's yeah. there's there's but there's bad acting and obviously the the famous bit where the helicopter fucking crashes through, <laughs> the, through the ceiling. <laughs> but that's it's sort of amazing as well, though. I, I don't know why. I, I just really enjoy it. Um, but it's more compelling somehow. I don't. I, I need to watch it again just because I can't remember it that well. But I've uh, got a good memory of it. Did you ever watch uh, Demons 2? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, Demons 2 is brilliant. I enjoyed it as well. But there yeah. isn't... What's his face? Uh, Argento, he's involved in the second one, isn't he? Uh, he's involved in the first one. Is he? Yeah. As far as I know, it's like Dario Argento presents. Oh, yeah. I, so he's like produced it, I think. 
Um, and then obviously Bava directed it, uh, Lamberto Bava. Um, so I don't really know the extent to which Sargento was involved in the aesthetic, but um, it it does kind of play like a like a like an Argento style film, I think. Um, but there was I was reading some th- some review of an Italian film online. I can't even remember what it was, but this is this comment that someone made, and someone said like Italian horror from that um, uh, period. There's just something. There's something that you can't quite put your finger on, but as soon as you start watching an Italian horror film from that period, you go, "Oh, this is an Italian horror film." There's there's just something yeah. about them. There's like a there's like a common a common. It's not even like an aesthetic. It's just some. There's just something. There's just something weird about it. You just like a feeling. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. You can't quite put your yeah. You can't grasp it, but you know that it's there. Like yeah, you just it's... go, "Oh, this is obviously <laughs> Italian," right? But I don't know why I know that. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's like even American films have a distinct feel to them. It's uh, like you know, like British films do compared to Americans. It's not just the accents and stuff. It's there's definitely a distinct characteristic into how the, weird, the characters behave and things like that. Yeah, it's like it's a, weird. I was reading something earlier. Uh, it was like comparing like American horror films to European horror films and most of the time in American horror films you seem to have the, the female is like the heroine particularly with the slashers um, whereas that doesn't happen all the time in European horror films yeah um, but they were sort of putting that down to female sexuality might be the enemy in American horror films and, and things like that but that's maybe reading into it quite a lot yeah, I mean, I suppose like a, a, um, a lot of the uh, uh, Italian Jallo films. Um, I'm just trying to kind of quickly skim through all the Italian Jallo films I've seen, and I think most of the time, yeah, the the heroes are the heroes are men, aren't they? Most of the time, I think that might be. Yeah, definitely like Bird of Crystal Plumage, um, Profondo Rosso. Um, yeah, so yeah. Even what in demons? Who's who? Who's left alive? Uh, it's a guy and a girl. Oh, okay. It's it's one of the. Um, do you remember the 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 girl who gets the uh, cinema ticket at the start? Yeah, yeah. And then she and her friend are trying to get the coke out of the machine, and then these two guys obviously fancy them and come over and help them. So it's okay. basically two two of those characters uh, okay. end up surviving. <laughs> uh, um, I was. Just... <laughs> Uh, Demons Cross and Running Water there I can't really get anything satisfying because everybody that sort of posts answers that kind of stuff on the internet is mental and thinks that demons <laughs> are real uh, but uh, it uh, <laughs> it basically uh, all I can see is purifying and um, Running Water is purifying and Demons can't ha- handle purity apparently uh, but uh, yeah yeah uh, what was the last thing you were saying there after the man? Uh, uh, <laughs> Are you trying to get Django to shut up? Yeah, I'm trying to get Django to shut up by throwing cocktail sticks at him. Uh, <laughs> so speaking Jack- of that sort of weird um, like symbology and like uh, demons not being able to run over water or whatever, uh, I noticed our blog had a comment on it. Oh, yeah? yeah. Did you see that, Ian? Yeah. 
and I clicked on the guy that left the comment and he's got all this mad shit about 666 and stuff. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> I did a review of Dracula, uh, Hammer, the Hammer Dracula, right. and this guy, um, uh, African, I believe, uh, of, of some description, yeah. um, uh, he... Uh, posted something, a comment was something like um, Dracula t- talk about the image of the beast exclamation mark uh, and then I yeah I did the same day I clicked on his uh, uh, he, he's got a WordPress uh, account and he's got lots of stuff about he's, it's like a Christian Christian WordPress account and one of the things I read was about um, um, all the really tenuous ways that you can link uh, the um, legalization of gay marriage to Satan, because like you know, the bill was passed on the sixth day of something, or um, you know, sixty-six people signed it, or you know, all these kind of ways of basically saying that um, uh, the, the 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 legalization of gay marriage in the states is is uh, the work of Satan. Actually, I'm I was always very for gay marriage, but that actually has maybe just swayed me. Uh, <laughs> 60, yeah. yeah, 66. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> well, I mean, something there. you know, me too, Grizzy P. I mean, like, I, I, I was once, you know, a big kind of pinko commie lefty who thought that everyone <laughs> had the right to live their lives the way they want to. But after reading that blog post, you know, it's it swayed me. You know, yeah, G- gay marriage yeah. is the work of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I've been informed that gay people occasionally like to sixty nine. So there's two. Numbers of six six six. Yeah, and, and if, if 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 you turn the number nine upside yeah. down, it That's, looks like a six. Yeah, but then, then it's not as much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just spooning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> so you, well, yeah. I suppose like 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 speaking of Satan, um, that uh, yeah, like as you said, Chrissy P, that um, that kind of ghost the kind of goat skeleton head that appears and and helen sees it in the mirror and screams and it appears at the end it's a bit weird isn't it and it's another thing that's not really addressed or you, you don't really find out who that is yeah I, I assume that that is the demon but uh, i don't i don't know i thought maybe that maybe something that they might address in the, the sequel but obviously obviously not no it, it doesn't even appear in the sequel hmm. no there's nothing i even like i, I read try to read quite a bit of about this online, but there's actually very little information, like background information about it online. Like, you know, about the film? Trivia and stuff, yeah. Yeah. It, it's sort of, it reminded me of The Evil Dead, to be honest. That weird yeah. creature. Um, I can't remember yeah, now yeah. because it's, it's been a while since I've seen them. Uh, does, does that weird creature appear in the first one? Yes. Yeah. Is, is it the first one? Oh, wait, sorry, in First Evil Dead? Yeah. Um, Sorry. Well, uh, what weird uh, creature? I know at the end of I know at the second one the big portal appears, and a weird like skeleton like creature comes out of it. Can't remember now. There. And then in the first one, there's a weird like stop motion sequence. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't recall anything like that in, in Evil Dead. Really. You don't like remember a big... I, I think the second one there, there definitely is something like a portal in the sky uh, I think it is the second one uh, okay. like, yeah. but I, I don't I, in, in Evil Dead I, I, I don't recall there being like anything like a big 
a big goat skeleton, like a big goat skull or anything. Yeah, I think it tries to grab him as well. Huh. It's a very Maybe big just... memory because it's been so long since I've watched it. But... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm the same. It, it must basically be the same for me as well. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I've just forgotten that. But you remember the big portal anyway? Yeah, yeah. Because then that, like... that, that then leads into uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Is he still Here. chucking cocktail sticks? Yeah, per jungle. <laughs> um, he's, you... he's got a massive bowl of food there and everything he needs, and he just he just wants more. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think the uh, the uh, party that they're having looked good? Do you think it looked, looked like good fun? <laughs> it looked a bit no. shit. <laughs> uh, it. Um, I mean, it's it's sort of like one of those parties where I don't think I actually really exist, but you know. People stand around and go, "Woo, <laughs> party!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they only exist in the movies, but yeah, yeah. Like they've got a pathetic amount of booze. I mean, I, I don't know what parties are like in in uh, America. I suppose you have to be twenty one to drink. But I mean, parties that we went to, it was just basically everyone sits in the kitchen, listens to music, and drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> they didn't even do like stereotypical American party things like beer pong and stuff instead they <laughs> had this fucking seance that nobody's going to be interested in like it's yeah. like a kill the party atmosphere and no one had like, like no, no one smokes weed I, I, thought, I thought that was that was weird because usually yeah. in those films there's always someone smokes there's always a stoner isn't there there's always someone who's smoking weed but no one even does that yeah. at, at parties as well it's from, you know it's just okay. uh, yeah speaking of which actually uh, I I played beer pong for the first time ever like earlier in the year with a few americans and it's just the most pointless endeavor like i mean if you want to drink just just drink like don't (laughs) don't delay the whole process i'm actually not sure how it works Um, i i didn't know either it's like you basically set up uh cups of beer and you have a ping pong ball and you have to try and throw it into a cup and I think if yeah. you get it in the cup, the other person has to drink. Like ski ball, mm-hmm. kind of. Is that ski ball or? I don't know what ski ball is. Skate shooting skate or something. No, not not that. I can't remember something like that. Ski ball, but I think it's same similar yeah. without drinking. But it just takes everybody forever to get the ball in the thing. And you we know. used to um, play. We we thought when I was eighteen and went to university, we thought we knew what uh, what beer pong was, but we so we invented our own version, which we called King of Ping. Which was um, it was ping pong, but um, there was a table with uh, we didn't have a net, so we used a roll of sellotape, um, like just a, a standing up an upright roll of sellotape in the middle of the table, and uh, the table was just sort of there as a formality because you could play off any surface in the room, or if it landed on a person, you could play off the person, and you know it didn't it could bounce as many times as it wanted uh, unless it settled on the ground, and when it settled on the ground, it was finally out of play, and everybody had to take a drink, and it settled. A, a, Obviously, the further you went on, the more you drank. So you're basically drinking every like five seconds or so because you <laughs> shit pong, you know. But um, uh, it was everybody takes a drink every time the ball settles in the ground. You get a point deducted from you if it settles on your half of the room. But uh, once somebody finishes finishes their drink, then everybody else in the room has to finish their drink, and the score doesn't matter. <laughs> so, but if you won, you have to stay on. And drink some more, but it doesn't really matter because you are 
going to be in the same room anyway, so you're going to have to drink anyway. So it was a, a good way to get really, really hammered in like 15 minutes, like Jeez. drink an entire carry-out in 15 minutes. Um, so it's, uh, What was the uh, sellotape for? If you got it through the sellotape, then everybody in the room had to die drink at once. Uh, <laughs> I remember playing a, <clears throat> playing a game in Germany with them that my Canadian friends taught me, and I think this might have been beer pong, but it was basically... You had like a like like a center like glass, basically like tumblers, and then you had lots of tumblers around it in a circle, and you had like a a, a coin, and you, you had to bounce the coin off the table, and then if it, you know basically if it landed in, I think it was something like if it landed in the the glass closest to you, you had to drink. If it landed in the glass furthest away from you, the person sitting by, by the glass had to drink, and if it landed in the center one, you had to do a shot or something like that. I, mean, yeah. I, I think. I think that that might have, might have kind of been beer pong. Similar. But, uh, was it not a bit of a mission trying to bounce a coin? That's actually pretty typical, yeah. <laughs> no, it was one of those things that you kind of you soon got the hang of it, right? And then you were really good at it. But um, yeah, that, that that that's one of the reasons. That, well, the reason I'm 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 so hungover today is we were doing a drinking game last night. Basically, <laughs> um, you have five shot glasses, and when you and you roll a die. And no, sorry. Well, six shot glasses, and you roll a die, and whatever number that is, you you fill up. So if if you roll a two, then you fill up the second shot glass, and the next person rolls, and if they roll a four, they fill up the shot glass, and then like if whatever you, you're drinking. Yeah, and but then if you if you if you roll a number and that shot glass is filled, you have to darn it. Uh, like that. And is it like sort of a mixture of? We were using lots of different things. So we had vodka, we had Jorginho, uh, which is this Portuguese cherry liqueur. We had beer. Uh, we had port, um, and then we and vodka, and then we started using um, things like yogurt. So with I, the I, I saw something on Facebook about a, a yogurt shot glass. Yeah, <laughs> um, and okay. then we went across to the uh, to our local pub, um, and we were sitting drinking, and they called last orders, <laughs> and it was just me and my flatmate, and then two two guys at the bar, and then the barmaid just said right i'm away you know um i'm i'm leaving now i'm going home my, my shift's finished so she left the bar and we were sitting thinking what the hell is going on like like wh- why isn't she locked up and chucked us all out why is it just me and these other two randomers so yeah. i i got up um and went over to them and said do you know what's what's going on here why why is there um like why is this why is she just left that's weird and they said, "Oh well, because this is like this is like a kind of um, a community pub, and we all trust each other. So just the last the last people who are there can stay on and drink as long as they want. Um, but just uh, everyone trusts everyone, so you just leave money um, on, on, on top on, on top of the beer taps, and then and then lock up when you're finished. Amazing. Okay. So so they they got up and they went outside for a smoke, and I was like, oh, that's cracker. So I went in and I went round by the bar and I was gonna put the money down and pour myself a drink." And then the guy came in, uh, and he said, "Oh no, no, no! Don't, don't, don't do that! I, I was only joking." I'm actually, I'm actually the owner of the bar. I actually own this bar, and and he, and he saw that I had put the money down on the tap, and he said, um, "Like, uh, like for your honesty, like because you're because you were you were going to leave the money, uh, I'll I'll give you a pint on the house." Oh, for a Let's go. So. So I, I I can't remember going to bed and um, Actually, I woke up this morning and just I've just been horrendous all day. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway back 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 to Night of the Demons. Um, one of the things I was noticing was 
whenever they do do the seance and the uh, mirror turns black because uh, it's working basically and then Jay I think says something and it stops and Angela turns around and goes oh no you ruined it it was working and you're like never mind you ruined it you've just discovered that fucking demons exist yeah, like, you've just discovered yeah. that it works <laughs> like everybody everybody should be out of there everyone should be going what the fuck <laughs> that's like a life changing moment like you've got proof you've got proof that seances work yeah. <laughs> but see the bit where as well it's like slightly before that uh, what, what do you call her character is it Angela yeah. she is trying to freak out is it Judy uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, she leaves like a lighter on a table or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, so you don't want to mess up the place when the place is a bit of a shithole anyway. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they actually, she says, Angela says before they arrive, like, uh, we're going to invite uh, some cute boys and we're going to scare the shit out of them. But uh, how do they plan to scare the shit out of them? They haven't really done anything. They've, no. I thought, I, kinda, I thought then that she was maybe in on something then, but obviously not. They're just uh... yeah. I I I kind of wondered that as well, um, because they don't really appear to have anything planned. No, I mean I'm assuming maybe the séance is what she's thinking, but like, you know, Stooge for example, he seems pretty unaffected by it. He just says you can't actually believe you can't actually believe this stuff. This is obviously all bullshit. So Stooge I don't sort of sort of seems like a brain damage kind of guy though. Like mm, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I thought that too. And then, be, like, because she makes that comment, um, the the first time I was watching it, I wasn't sure if basically Angela and Susie were already demons. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and they then. So I think, and I think even when I was watching the film, I, I was thinking, I can't work out whether this has happened to them um, involuntarily or whether or not they wanted to become demons and kill them all. But I think. Yeah re-watching it I've realized that no they were they weren't they you know they weren't demons they this is all this all happened kind of in, involuntarily yeah I, I think Angela seems quite resistant to it at first um but uh then yeah she, she does, gets how does she become a demon again sorry she gets kissed by Sus- Susie is it yeah yeah uh, she yeah. gets kissed by Susie when Susie's possessed and then the demon transfers into her uh, yeah but Susie from looking in the mirror, is that it? Um, well, it's weird because whenever they that the, the mirror scene happens, we then get the POV shot. So the the demons come out of the uh, furnace and it travels yeah. all all the way all through the corridors up up to where the the kids are are partying. And it it seems to kind of scan around the room like it's kind of choosing who to infect. Yeah, like it's yeah. kind of going. It kind of passes between them all, and then it, it, the camera kind of spots Lene quickly, zooms in on her. So I don't know why. Why it's chosen her specifically, but yeah, so it yeah possesses her, and then she kisses Angela, and then yeah, the rest of the film comes into it. it it's it's cool whenever um Sal comes down and uh, um another funny pun. Uh, Angela says, "I'm just warming my hands in the fire," and she <laughs> lifts up her hands, and they're actually on fire. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Uh, and then the other one is uh, whenever Sal falls off the roof. And uh, Angela later on says, uh, "I hope uh, I don't know if you're. Uh, I hope you're not leaving so soon." Sal was going to leave, but he decided to stick around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. an Arnie pun, isn't yeah, it? It, yeah. happens. <laughs> it happens in Predator, actually. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> they open in, open in a sort of sequence where they're all planning a party. It's a bit like um, it reminded me of a couple of, a couple of movies, but uh, I think maybe Dazed and Confused. But that obviously came out a few years later. Um, but have you, you've both, both seen Dazed and Confused. Yeah, have never seen it. Really? Yes. Oh, it's, Watson, it's really good. It's it's fantastic. Um, it's like is it like a stoner movie? Yeah, it's like it's the last day of school, a big party. It, it's it's like Night of the Demons with no horror. <laughs> it's like and and actually good dialogue. Yes. Actually, no, it's not like Night of the Demons at all. <laughs> 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 it's um, yeah, last day of school. Um, uh, all the sort of seniors have a big party. Invite along a couple of the juniors to sort of haze, and then you know and stuff and uh, everybody has a, a learning experience yeah. <laughs> Matthew but not, McConaughey's not really good enough well, who's? Uh, Matthew McConaughey's character yeah, really yeah. <laughs> is he's just it's, a uh, sort of old leery guy uh, well he's not old but he's like he's probably about the same age as us like he's 30 yeah. so he's old compared to all these people getting out of school and he's just this sort of old uh, horrible perv hmm. yeah yeah, he cruises around and gets gets stung with these guys. And, uh, yeah. I know it's one of those films that's kind of famously got a brilliant soundtrack. It's got a great soundtrack, yeah. yeah. It's really good. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, they're sort of like, they do a lot of like head, heading up the joint, trying to shoplift booze and stuff, which is what uh, what uh, the beginning of this reminded me of. Also, the stuff she steals, like, she's got to steal the booze for the party. I mean, she steals like... Like bread? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she, she doesn't. She, does she even steal any booze? I think maybe she steals like a beer or something. But I'm she's, not just, sure. she's lifting like buns and sweets yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's better not... get a loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will want bread. I'm pretty sure there's a, a packet of napkins at one point as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like they're, they're going to a fucking abandoned mortuary, like. Yeah, where loads of people were murdered and they're having a really scary Halloween party. Yeah, they don't need and... napkins. She just walks past the the the, uh, the beer cooler fridge and like lifts like <laughs> napkins, buns, and bread. We're gonna scare the <laughs> shit out of them with our nice, you know, polite party. <laughs> Do you want to drink too much now? <laughs> um, right, I I have to pee, so uh, we've got one more clip to play. It's uh, Angela explaining the difference between um, haunting and uh, demonic possession. Those noises that we heard, there were three of them. And that awful stink. And then the chill. Maybe somebody did come in. The odor's gone too. But we all experienced them. The noise, the stink, and the chill. They're all signs of demonic infestation. Demonic what? Demonic whatchamacallit. I mean, come on. A little Ange here is just trying to put the old hula-hoop on us, okay? <laughs> yeah, Ange, I'm sure you're right, okay? Or could it be that Raj here just had too much cold beer and blew us a cool, stiff breeze right out of his butthole? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you all think. My daddy was a preacher. And I know better than to be in here fooling with this stuff. This is a house of the dead. And I'm getting out now before it's too late. smells like roses. And you know, I think we're smelling multiple ghosts here. I've read about things like this. 
There's some Max I never knew you could read. No, really, Stooge, I'm not kidding. I read all the time. Would you listen to me? They're not ghosts. This house is not haunted. It's possessed. <laughs> possessed, man, haunted? Come on. Who gives a shit? What's the difference between possessed and haunted? A haunted house is a house with ghosts in it. The spirits of people who've died. But the spirits living in a house possessed have never existed in human form. They've only existed in spirit form. They're pure evil. They're demons. Okay, yeah, so um, I think we're kind of running out of uh, things to say about Night of the Demons. We've kind of, we've kind of covered it all, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Action. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, um, at this point, we would usually choose the next film, but... Um, we're going to stick with uh, Wes Craven's Deadly Blessing. Um, should have explained at the start of the podcast, really. But, um, yeah, so in true WSD style, um, we had planned to do Deadly Blessing and then do our Halloween episode, but just uh, timing and everything meant that we, we had to just go straight to our Halloween episode in order to get out in time. So hopefully you're listening to this on the 30th or 31st of October and it's come out. So... The next one will be, um, yeah, Wes Craven's Deadly Blessing, um, my choice. Um, what do you, uh, just out of interest, what do you, what have you guys got planned for for Halloween? Uh, I'm going to, I'm supposed to go to some party, but I really couldn't be bothered. I just, I just want to sit at home and be really boring. Is is the party at an abandoned funeral home? Yeah, it is. Coincidentally, it's strange. Uh, I'm going to bring loads of bread. It's abandoned. It's always good for a party. <laughs> yeah. Be sure to bring like a, a a pathetic amount of beer and a ghetto blaster with uh, that relies on batteries. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy P, probably, what are you doing? Uh, probably not a lot. Uh, with a small baby in the house, we aren't aren't really at the partying stage again yet. But uh, uh, it'll maybe be a. A, a Dracula costume in front of the TV with a chips or something. <laughs> would you? I would love to see <laughs> in a really, really good, elaborate Dracula costume, but then not going out and just sitting, <laughs> eating, eating crisps and drinking cans of Guinness. Last year, uh, when I was, um, I, I can't even remember what I dressed up as last year, but I covered myself in like white makeup and what the hell was I? I was at your party, Ian. Yeah. Um, <coughs> was I a, a lumber like an evil lumberjack or something? Was I like a yeah backwoodsman? Sort of. Um, I think you were a lumberjack. I was covered in like white paint and like red paint and everything. And uh, I uh, went into Tesco and I, I, I went into Sainsbury's to buy a lot of a lot of beer on the way to your house. And um, I thought, sure, it's Halloween night. It's like it's like half eight at night on Halloween. Uh, everybody's going to be in fucking fancy dress. I'm not going to look weird. And I got in there and they're just all middle aged like guys doing their shopping. And uh, <laughs> I got to the counter and uh, said to the guy, Geez, I thought everybody here would be in fancy dress. And the guy went, Are you in fancy dress, are you? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I am. I thought my face was totally white and covered in like fucking rivulets of fucking red. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I thought you'd just be doing a paint job or something. <laughs> <laughs> There. So, that well, is classic Belfast. Did you get many uh, trick or treaters, Paul? 
Actually, like we, we got quite a few here, yeah. Didn't really get any in Lisbon Road, but uh, we got loads here. What about you? Uh, no, we don't really get any. Uh, it's I suppose it's not it's not that big here, is it? Like it's no. Well, I don't know. When I was when I was a kid, we there were a couple of Halloweens where we got loads, but I think I think for a long time it was like you didn't go trick or treating because you might get shot or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, like I was, when I was yeah. on the Ormer Road, like we would get the odd one. But uh, we just ignored them. We just like let the doorbell ring. It's like, yeah, <laughs> do your worst. Like, <laughs> don't give a yeah, shit. That is miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember we, we did it one year, um, like first year, second year of high school. We were about 13 or 14. And we went up and down my street and did the whole trick or treat thing. Um, but it was like, it was just so, it just was so blatant, like the kind of cultural difference because. Most of the people who we knocked on the door and said trick or treat to didn't know what that meant. Really? They just they, they kind of just stood there and went, "What? <laughs> trick or treat?" And they were like, "Yeah, you know, you know, like when, you, when you're doing that when 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 someone's talking to you about something you don't have a clue about and you're you're being polite, so you're nodding along and pretending that you do know." <laughs> they were just doing that and going, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah very good, yeah." Bye. You're supposed to give us chocolates. Um, I think we actually egged a few houses that night as well. Um, but um, yeah, I remember last year we got like one set of trick or treaters. Uh, it was two two Polish ladies and um, <laughs> and uh, their kids, uh, and they were all dressed up uh, in various outfits. It was really cute, and we'd we'd kind of got you know uh, bags of mini Mars bars and Milky Ways and stuff, so we were able to give them their wee their wee treats. It was nice. It was cute. Yeah. Don't. You guys, uh, uh, that that's an, up the normal. Yeah, road, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys live up like fucking like fifty steps yeah. up to your house, so that's those trick or treaters deserve mm. fucking, like roast lamb or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The uh, the uh, probably probably the uh, probably probably burned off the um the Mars bars on the way down. I always thought would you... someone's Probably. bound to have, like died on those steps at some stage. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah, just they're so dangerous. dangerous. Like you know, like in the yeah. dark, you just one wrong step and you're gone. It's Quite good, a few post podcasts, uh, sort of treks out of the taxi. You've been, I've nearly died. Like, yeah, <laughs> especially putting the bins out in the in the winter. Jesus Christ! It's yeah, it's horrendous. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, lady who lives beside us has uh. Uh, she's maybe like in her sixties, so she's got like a note from a GP. So the the councilman, um, the, the the refuse collectors, they 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 do it for. Uh, oh really? Because I don't have a note from my GP, I have to do it myself. Did you get a note from your GP? Is yeah, it like, I should. Is it a an actual note or is it like a really badly scrawled one on the back? Doctor Smith. <laughs> Uh, for listeners at home, we should probably explain that Ian's uh, Ian and Tamsin's house in Belfast is uh, is is the one spot in Belfast where you can see all of Belfast. It's fucking amazing. It's class, isn't but it? It's like a bungalow on top of a hill that just like with a garden that just like you can. It's got a three sixty view of, or almost three sixty view of all of Belfast. But uh, to get there, you have to you have to fucking suffer like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that's about it for another episode. We're um, 
we're uh, we've kind of done Night of the Demons to Death, uh, and next episode we're looking at uh, Deadly Blessing. Um, so yeah, just uh, hope uh, everyone everyone who's listening has a good uh, has a good Halloween and you know stay safe and stuff. Hopefully, hopefully there'll be some good um, movie marathons and some yeah, good horror, horror films being watched. Don't chew fireworks. Don't do <laughs> the, the normal normal stuff. Set yourself on fire. Yeah. Eat, eat razor blades and apples or anything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, you should do that this year, Crazy P. Whenever uh, trick or treaters come, you should give them uh, apples with razor blades in them, and then and then you could you could be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> trick or trick or treaters around here, I, I think they would do some serious tricks. Like, I I, I think like hard doing your knees in or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, just I think the 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 the. Trick or treaters in East Belfast are probably likely to just want money, and yeah. and you'd better have some. Yeah, well, yeah, they, <laughs> they do. Like, we we were giving them sweets last year, and they were like, we had fucking loads of sweets last year, and they were just like, all right, all right, thanks. <laughs> Fuck just yeah. want money. Yeah. We're, we're bonfire wood. I don't know how this works, mate. <laughs> Brilliant. Did like did, did you not just tell them that you were from North Belfast? <laughs> I, I keep a low profile around here. <laughs> I, uh, try not to engage. If they find out my, my first name or my last name, I could I could be. Did you not just tell them that your name's Paul Dorn and you're a Catholic from the Ardoin? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like uh, wave a trickler when you close the curtains? <laughs> so, yeah. Give the finger, just, just give the finger. Okay. <laughs> Brillo pads. A bit of a, a bit of a, in Northern Ireland kind of sectarian jokery there. So uh, anyone who doesn't know about that can kind of go go and Google all that stuff and find out for themselves why we why we find that so funny. Yeah, Google Google Jerry Adams. <laughs> so that's it for another uh, episode. Um, so. Yeah, I just have to say, uh, happy Halloween, Paul. Oh, we, we didn't do Mark's oh, well, we the scores yet. Oh, yeah. God, we didn't even do the scores? Yeah, you're getting way ahead of yourself. Huh. Uh, should it be scores out of 31 for 31st of October? or? Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. Okay, and then, and then we've got that amount Arbitrary of time. anyway. Like, so. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got that amount of time to to give our review. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, hang on. Right. So, we're, we're we got a timer. This is an idea we actually—I don't think we actually did last time, did we? We did, yeah. We did, yeah. We had like seven uh, seconds or something, or maybe a bit longer. Yeah, yeah that's right. I—I I, I don't think I've actually. Uh, uh, crap, where's the thing? I'm trying to look for a stopwatcher, but uh, <clears throat> I don't think I've actually listened that far in <laughs> last year, last time the podcast. I uh, got. Uh, but quite a bit of the way through. Not much. Okay. So, uh, D, what's your... Uh, when are, we, are we going now? <laughs> T- uh, tell us your score, and then you have that amount of time. Uh, okay. If, uh, I'll, if it's out of 31, I'll go for 15. 15, just, right. Just under half. Uh, it's sort of a bit meh, but like exciting okay. in parts. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. oh, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Okay. Well, you've got fifteen seconds to uh, tell us why. Starting now. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was exciting in parts. I thought Linnea Quigley's character was the best thing about 
the the whole film. Uh, it was highly misogynistic. I find that quite not aggravating, but irritating at times, and I find it hard to get past. That's it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I'll go next. Um. 31, so if I give it 20... Are you going to give it 31? <laughs> no, so if I give it 20, that's like 66%, isn't it, basically? Probably two, something two, like Two-thirds. So yeah. I, I think that's fair. So I'm going to give it 20. Okay. And tell us why starting now. It's nice and colourful. It's a fun film. Um, Marks have to, especially for the uh, the special effects. There are a few interesting characters like Stooge and Linnea Quigley's character and the guy Saul... Um, it's kind of let down in certain respects, but I, I do actually think the pacing works. Definitely is a bit sexist, and but especially the fact that the only African American character survives, I think is. Okay. You think is terrible? <laughs> you say? I think is uh, interesting. I think it's uh, cool. I think no, it's diplomatic choice supports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, PTP. I am gonna give it. Maybe we're going to give it 22, I think. Wow. You, you can't actually record yourself, can you? So uh, Time myself? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, are you, are you, I see you looking around the... Yeah, I'm trying to find my phone. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you have your phone on there to, to, to time Crazy P? Uh, yeah. Hang on. Okay. Well, what's your score, Crazy P? I'm going to go 22. Hmm. How many seconds? Yeah, actually, um... When, like, like, when I was when I was starting my my review, I was actually thinking actually I'd rather give it more than sixty six percent. I think I did enjoy the film. I think I, said, I think it deserves more than sixty six percent. So I yeah. can't take it back now. Can't get any no. more seconds. <laughs> no, I know. Um, uh, sorry, how many seconds? At twenty two. Twenty two. Okay, go. Uh, I I think it gave me everything I want in a horror movie. I don't want a. I don't really want to big thinker i don't really want something that we will uh you know um, i really have to delve into i just want something that could just it'll entertain me and it did just that and it's a bit stupid and it is a bit sexist and it's it's kind Stop. of ridiculous it <laughs> that, that's pretty much all i want to say yeah. <laughs> I don't know the heaven, man. i'm a slow talker like <laughs> yeah um cool well there you go and that's our final review and that's another episode done basically so yeah yeah. Um, happy Halloween, uh, Paul. Yeah, actually, D. Happy Halloween, D. Happy Halloween, D. D. You're you're doing some uh, some zombie panel sooner, are you? Is oh it? yeah, uh, that's happening next Saturday at the Beanbag Cinema. I don't know if you have you guys ever been to that. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, no, I haven't. I mean, it, it's uh, Rose Baker and um, it's the, it's the film goer people, isn't it? It's not the film go people, but I think they do things together. It's a guy called James McLean. You call him. Uh, right. He does a podcast called Banter Flicks. I think they call it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's it's part of that sort of crew. But they're showing Shaun of the Dead, and then they're going to do like a live panel discussion on the history of zombies and their development in cinema. And is that that's actually that's before Halloween, is it? Uh, yeah, be the 24th, I think. That so actually, by the time this comes out, that'll have happened. Yeah, right, so how was it? <laughs> oh, it was amazing. 
What about that gas star? That was that was pretty cool. <laughs> what about whenever? What about whenever? What what about whenever the the uh, cinema caught fire? That was weird. Uh, it was a bit frightening. Um, I don't have any legs now. <laughs> Bean bags are pretty flammable. Like. So a bit sensitive about it, like. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, D. If if you want to um, edit the podcast and get it out before the twenty fourth, feel free. But, okay. Uh, that that's in a week's time, so. I'm... None of this would make sense. So. I'm not gonna guarantee anything. I am pretty much. I am actually in work every single day this week. Uh, okay. Because I'm in my only day off is tomorrow. Actually, I'm in the Red Cross on Monday, and then for some reason the Lyric have me in every single day until Sunday after that, which is really right. annoying. Hmm. So no, yeah, no I work pretty much every day as well. Oh, it's pain in the arse, like, but could do with the money, like so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we'll sign off and uh, call it a night. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening, if indeed anyone is, and happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah.